And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Happy to be here. Well, gentlemen, it's good to have you here on a Saturday. We sure have had a lot of snow and cold weather lately, and I appreciate you coming out to the studio. Um, Today the subject is concerning censorship and free speech and that sort of thing, and political correctness. Now, there's quite a quite a topic to uh, to broach today. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, well, there's many many news items, but let me just throw one out here, uh, just to uh, get our thoughts going. Um, here's a uh, news story from uh, last year, and uh, this was concerning uh, a student in Montana who was going to be the valedictorian, giving a speech. Uh, In her speech, um, she wanted to reference God and Christ in her speech. And uh, the school told her, you can't do that. You can uh, use the word faith, but that's all. And uh, as a result, she was pulled from delivering the valedictorious speech. So um, maybe that'll get our thoughts going there. Today we're talking about political correctness and how it affects uh, the content of what we're trying to communicate sometimes. Yeah, I think, you know, when the, when you have a school that stands up and says, well, you, you can use faith, but you can't use God or Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, what they're, they're really saying is, you know, faith is something that anyone can have and anybody... Uh, has that that one faith is as good as another and in, in so doing uh they are saying but a specific faith and and of course i would question whether they would have had a problem if she would have been a muslim and said uh mentioned muhammad or mm-hmm. or allah in in her uh, speech whether they would have had the same reaction there seems to be a prejudice against christianity I I have for some time interpreted uh, political correctness to be a way to frustrate uh, free speech to begin with and and to cut off debate. Remember, it cuts off debate as well as uh, prohibits speaking freely. So it's not just a free speech issue. It also is a way uh, to uh, cut off debate, to stifle Mm -hmm. debate in in uh when it comes to serious topics mm-hmm. and uh, we need debate uh in our society that's the political process so it seems to me that political correctness is an instrument uh, a political instrument used by some uh to enhance their power i wonder if this is an age old problem too I don't think there's any question about it. It's not new. As, as paganism today is not new, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about certain uh, expressions of the New Age stuff, but it is the old paganism. Yeah. And in a real sense, the political correctness of our day is uh, another way to, to uh, frustrate uh, and to gain power. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might as well uh, have... Uh, uh, in a society, sending out the secret police to beat people up if they take a picture yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's it's doing it in one sense on another level. Yeah, it seems to me, though, you know, it is an old problem, but you almost have to hopscotch over the founding fathers 
in the early period of our country, it seems to me that to to mention God, to mention Jesus Christ, was certainly acceptable. Oh yes. Well, at our founding, that's what the genius was. Yeah, that <laughs> because they, they knew that's yeah. that, that's that's where the power was from from God and through Jesus Christ. They yeah. encouraged debate. They encouraged free speech. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and read some of the speeches, they treat each other pretty roughly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, people are talking yeah. about hate speech today, and oh, are yeah. Yeah. talking about um, a speech that leads to violence. Have they not read the speeches of the? Uh, founding fathers, oh my, I mean, they could get very rough and very personal at times. Right. Well, this student we were talking about out in Montana, her name was Griffith, and uh, she said, you know, I can't accurately convey my high school experience without mentioning the motivations for my accomplishments, actions, and life purpose. So she wanted to mention God and Christ. So um, she was prevented from delivering the speech. She did file a complaint with the Montana Human Rights Bureau. It was dismissed. But you know what? My hat's off to this young lady. She then filed a complaint in the 13th Judicial District, and uh, that court, however, ruled that the district's decision prohibiting Griffith from speaking uh, did not violate the First Amendment, so she kept going. She appealed. And then finally, the high court ruled that the school district violated its own written policies of non-censorship. And so finally they ruled in her favor, but look at all the all the morass that she had to go through uh, just to give allegiance to Jesus Christ, who, who, by the way, is the foundation of all truth, logic, and reason. Well, that's true. It, and, you know, and, and that's one of the things uh, we, we were talking beforehand that you know, one of the basis of uh, education is to understand Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, uh, Proverbs says uh, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Amen. And you cannot have a good understanding or a well-rounded education without uh, broaching who God is, because mm-hmm. He is He is the Creator of all. And if you study the creation without studying the Creator. Uh, you have a big gap in your education. Yeah, education is is the process, in one sense, of helping us to understand reality and bringing us deeper and deeper into reality. And of mm. course, there is no greater reality than God. Mm. And so, it seems inimical to the process of education to try to acquire an education apart from uh, the deepest reality there is which is uh, not only against reason, in some sense you could say uh, it is unnatural. Mm-hmm. It's an imposition of an unnatural uh, standard when you wall off a whole area. That's what secularism does. It is telling us to wall off a whole area of reality and to ignore it, and which, by the way, informs uh, in the past and continues to inform today uh, our thought, uh, our lives. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine what this world would be like without uh, the ability to talk about Jesus Christ and uh, <laughs> and uh, think of all the art that he has inspired, oh, right. all the writings that he has inspired. Damn. You can't even talk about American no. literature without talking about uh, the Bible. It is. A, and just a, a personal anecdote on this. I, I went to Loyola 
of Chicago for all of two weeks. And, and part of the reason I quit after two weeks was, uh, my philosophy professor, a Jesuit priest, uh, stood up at the beginning of the course and said, this is our goal for the, the course. And I thought it would be a survey. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a survey and, and learn about a lot of philosophers or, or something. He said, no, it's not that. He says, I want you to develop a philosophy of life in this course. However, we will not broach the question whether God exists. Oh, my. And I said, the most fundamental question of all, we're not going to broach it, but yet we have to develop a philosophy. <laughs> I think I need to, I think I can go to a better school than this. I think so. <laughs> yeah, they're not being honest. Hey, we need to take a short break. You're listening today to A Plain Answer here on Redeemer Broadcasting. We're talking about uh, speech and uh, how it's often censored and political correctness. Quite a discussion. Stay with us. We'll be right back. But to hear what you would say, word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about politically correct speech and its ramifications. And um, who wants to continue from here? Well, I, I wanted to go back to uh, uh, origins. You know, I had a 
a Hebrew professor one time teaching uh, the book of Genesis to us, and we were translating some, and and uh, he was also doing a bit of theology along with the, the Hebrew, and he he uh, said this, and I never will forget it. He said, if you can't find a basis for your theology in the first three chapters of Genesis, throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh what you discover there is amazing in the first three chapters. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. thing you see there is Adam has been given the power to name, yes, to name true. the animals. Now, that not only shows that he is uh, a warden of creation or a steward of creation, and he is to be the head and to assign a purpose uh, to things, it also demonstrates that words and ideas and reality are all connected. Yes, they are. And when you begin to stop people from speaking, you're also trying to control their thoughts. And when you're trying to control mm-hmm. their thoughts, you're trying to control what is real and what is not. Mm-hmm. This is playing God. Yeah, well put. Yeah, one of the interesting things I think what has happened here as we have come to this area of of political correctness in trying to keep our our language from offending anyone, uh, notice our language has become more profane. Yeah, In one it, sense, it, that's exactly yeah. right. Yes. It, we, yes. we have a lot, we tout freedom of speech to allow for the most profane of language. And, and it's become commonplace. Even the other day I was listening to a, apparently probably a high school teacher talking to a student and he used some language that he'd have been fired for if he, he'd used it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with a student when I was going to high school. I remember mm-hmm. some years ago, um, I, I had teachers, public school teachers in uh, uh, the church, and and one of them said, uh, well, you, you don't really understand about how things have deteriorated in the public school, in the language, he said. Mm. And uh, he said, why don't you substitute teach? Well, I did. I signed up, and I got called very early, about 4.30 in the morning one mm-hmm. Monday. I only did it three times. That was enough for me. <laughs> but anyway, I got up and went in, and I'm telling you, when I heard four-letter words coming from junior high girls mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and boys, I nearly at first fainted. Mm. But then I realized that this coarseness and this crassness uh, is due to the fact that we have uh, undermined their education by removing the Lord from the school. Oh, they can't talk about they can't talk about God, precisely. but then they yeah. can talk about any vulgarity they want. Mm-hmm. They from, can use four letter words, but they can't use that three letter word. word. <laughs> yeah, so uh, true. Reminds me of what uh, who was it? Uh, it's been attributed to a number of people. Probably Chesterton usually gets credit for this, mm-hmm. but he said, uh, and I think it was before Chesterton. When people cease to believe in God, they begin to believe in everything. Let me also say they begin to say everything yeah. uh, in the most vulgar way and yet prohibited to say those things which represent the truest and deepest yeah. part of being human. That's it's right. almost um, You almost get the feeling that we're headed towards insanity as we as we. Well, isn't do that a what, kind of insanity? God. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're headed towards insanity. That's yeah. called idolatry, too. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Idolatry. Substituting there was, uh, uh, that which is unreal for that which is most real. That's 
what the Old Testament prophets called yeah. idolatry. Yeah. About a month ago, there was a news item, and um, before we opened the mic, uh, Mark, you reminded me of this, uh, and that it was the uh, Alabama Governor Robert Bentley. Um, apparently, he was making some remarks that were deemed controversial uh, during a Martin Luther King Day speech. And get this, he was in a church. So he was in a church, um, what was it, Dexter Avenue King Memorial Baptist Church. And um, his statement was this, as he's speaking to the people in the church. He says, if, um, if they haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are not his brother or his sister. So notice the context. I think that sounds pretty gospel to me. Uh, it, is. it is. Jesus yeah. even says that, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, but of course, in our day of political correctness, why, we're all God's children, aren't we? <laughs> yes. And, and so, we're all brothers and sisters. With this gentleman, uh, the Anti-Defamation League comes on the scene and makes some statements. Uh, they pressure him. He issues a public apology. Um, He says, if anyone from other religions felt disenfranchised by the language, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended uh, anyone in any way. And you start to think, you know, the gospel is very bold. Jesus is gentle. He's loving. He's kind. But he's also very bold. And uh, there is a difference between even the color spectrum. You know, if you you have a color like a... a, um, a red or a, or a green or a black or a white. I mean, it helps you to uh, paint a beautiful picture, but you need the distinction of the colors. You can't just mix them all together and expect to paint a beautiful piece of art. And so there are differences. Um, black and white is often used to talk about things, and, and we could say truth versus falsehood. And we're getting to the point where this insanity that we spoke of before is causing us not to speak the truth anymore. In a couple of Scandinavian countries, uh, it is prohibited from reading from some portions of the Scripture uh, in public and in the church, too, believe it or not, uh, really? because it condemns some practices mm-hmm. that the government has established by their own positive law mm to be an approved act and a, mm-hmm. and a civil rights matter. Ah, well, yes. those pastors, uh, are there, are there are pastors, of course, who are resisting this and are continuing to preach the whole counsel of God in those <laughs> countries, praise God. That's but right. it has cost them something. Yeah, and they've it. paid a price, they've paid fines, they've done many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Like you say, so very often pol- that which is politically correct is theologically error and incorrect and and the scripture is very clear you know let's make it clear that the governor of alabama bless his heart he was absolutely right in what he said well sure he was and 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 that's that's the truth i mean after all in john chapter one it it tells us that jesus came to his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the what the sons of God or the children of God, right. even to them that believed on his name. Political correctness is, um, uh, in a real sense, uh, I think, uh, calculated uh, to eliminate the gospel from public life. Mm-hmm. 
I think that reminds us that what we're really dealing with here is is not something that's as much political as it is spiritual. Oh, mm-hmm. it is a spiritual. Yeah. That's and, true, and, 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 and it's, true. it's a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And when you mention that, John, that it, it's calculated to eliminate the gospel, that's right, because that's mm-hmm. what Satan wants to do. It's more than just wrestling against flesh and blood, isn't it? Right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. No, it has a spiritual dimension to it. There's mm-hmm. no question in my mind. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, it is a political tool. That's why they call it political correctness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the um, Romans chapter 1, uh, don't have time in this broadcast to read it, but would encourage you to look it up after the broadcast, um, starting, let's say, with verse 18 through the end of the chapter. Um, it really lays out in detail the sins um, that God he calls it out, just like it is. This is sin, and he names the sins. Um, John, you mentioned that in some lands, some areas, towns, Sweden. I suppose you wouldn't be able to preach out of Romans chapter 1 anymore. No, that's one of the chapters that's designed to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they've taken away the latter part of that mm-hmm. chapter. It's a lesson to be read on the Lord's Day, oh and it takes a courageous pastor to go ahead and yes, it does. And yeah. say, you know, I'm willing to stand up for Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the way things are moving, and I'm an optimist, by the way, however, I don't want to uh, be overly optimistic, um, if we keep losing our religious freedoms, and I hope we don't, I pray we don't, and we're going to work that towards the end that we don't, but if we do, um, what are you pastors going to do out there? Uh, when you are charged by God Almighty to preach the whole counsel of God, and then the state comes in and says, you shall not preach the whole counsel of God. Right. Now, there is quite a dilemma. Well, we give the answer that Peter and John gave to the Sanhedrin. We ought to obey God rather than mm. men. Yes. Yeah, political correctness is an attack on religious mm. freedom. It really is. Well, I see we're getting close on time already in today's uh, edition of A Plain Answer. Perhaps you have some comments and you'd like to email them to us. We're interested in what you would have to say. Our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. That's ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Or we have a phone mail mailbox set aside for this program at 888-724-4427. Just follow the prompts. That's our toll-free number, 888-724-4427. Leave your remarks there. We'll be glad to respond to them. How about some wrap-up thoughts, gentlemen? Today we're talking about political correctness. Well, I think uh, one of the things that we we need to understand is it is a a spiritual thing. But I just want to, to go back to the the governor's remarks about not being a brother or sister, there is a way to become a brother or sister, and that's through uh, trusting in Jesus Christ and putting one's faith in him. And then, indeed, you are a brother or sister. Mm -hmm. I have one one word to say. Amen. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, Maybe you are a listener today, and you've been troubled, too about um, your need before a holy God. Uh, Maybe you have read the passage here in Romans chapter 1 towards the end where it talks about specific sins, and you realize, oops, that's me. It's talking about me. What do I do? 
And as Mark has suggested, we must repent of our sins before a holy God and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, our Savior from sin, and uh, know him personally. Well, we'd like to hear from you. Again, our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Today I've been joined in the studio with Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you here. And we want to remind our listeners to check out our website where all of these broadcasts, A Plain Answer, are stored as free MP3 downloads. That web address is RedeemerBroadcasting.org. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. May our Lord richly bless you today as you serve Him. It's to be heard, but to hear what you would say. Word.